Jesus' name, help us to go beyond the mist. As we begin this new series, Lord, help us to start dancing in the rain. Help us to begin to worship in the rain. And Lord, let us, let us be filled with your presence, filled with your power, filled with all you are and all we have. Ah, is because of you. So touch this word and increase it. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. And all the house says, all the house says, amen, amen. At the end of James's epistle, he encourages the church to pray. Right? He said, pray for healing. Pray for wholeness, those of you that are suffering. Pray for forgiveness. And then he says, here's an example. He, he says in James 5, verse 13, he says, if anyone among you is suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. And I would say even if you're not cheerful. Oh, y'all going to do me like this. Let me try it over here. Even if you're not cheerful, we need to praise the Lord. Oh, this section's got it. This is a, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. If he's committed any sins, how many know he can be forgiven? Amen. So confess your trespasses to one another. By the way, be careful who you confess to. Let's try this section. Be careful who you confess to. Oh, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and pray for one another that you may be healed. Amen? Because the effective, say effective, fervent, say fervent, prayer of a righteous man avails much. Wow. He didn't say piddly prayer. He didn't say, lay me down to sleep prayer. And if that's all you got, just, just, okay. But if you really want to turn the spigot on, huh? One old preacher used to say, I want to get under the spout where the glory comes out. I just now remembered that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Amen. Watch, watch. He said, he said, he said Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Wow. Let's don't put these people way up here. They all started out like us, or worse. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Now that's a prayer. Can you imagine? Three years and six months. What would that do to the United States? And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Oh, my God. Are you all hearing what I'm saying? We are, if you are here last Sunday, you know. If you weren't, you need to get this message. Or you can now, you can now get on uh, iTunes. Is it iTunes? Get on iTunes, and you can, see them, you can hear the, the podcasts there after I preach them, or a day or two, whatever they, whenever they get them edited, take things out that shouldn't be there or something. I don't know what they're doing. No, they're, 
But listen, listen, we talked about the spirit of Elijah last week. We are in that spirit of Elijah. You know what that means? That now is the time to pray for rain. It's time to open the heavens. Well, actually, the heavens are already open, and we need to start praying for more rain. Oh, come on now, come on now, come on now. Now is the season. These are the days of Elijah. It's time to just proclaim it and declare rain is coming in the name of Jesus. Zechariah agrees with us in Zechariah 10.1, and this really will become the theme of the next five sermons, next five Sundays. And the, uh, he said, ask, say ask. Say it like you mean it. Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. What? Ask for rain when it's raining. When, the rain, when you see the rain start, ask for rain. But preacher, it's already raining. I'm, I'm talking about when it just gets a little misty, start asking for a shower. And when the shower comes, start asking for a downpour. And when the downpour comes, ask for floodwaters. Oh, come on, somebody in this house. <coughs> Amen. The Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass in the field for everyone. Make a praise break right there. God's going to give you increase. Wow, hallelujah. Listen, actually, actually, the rain started on Pentecost. The window was open at Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, it was in God's timing right? They were all with one accord mm-hmm, in one place, uh-huh. and, 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 right? And suddenly, say suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now, that word rushing in the Greek, that word in the Greek is actually in the New Testament 67 times, and it's never translated rushing except here. And everywhere else, the other 66 times, it means to carry, to bear, or to bring forth. In other words, it's not just a strong rushing wind. What it's saying is it's a wind that brought in a storm. It's a wind that brought in blessing. It's a wind that carried something, that bore something. God, don't just, don't just bless us. Don't just make us feel good. Don't just give us goosebumps. But bring in something on that wind. Hallelujah. That will change us and change the church. Somebody give him a praise. That, that noise from heaven could be translated a roar. There came a roar from heaven. Psalms 33 and verse 6 and 7. Amen. Talks about this. Psalms 33, 6, 7. It says, by By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. He just breathed it. He just spoke it. And 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 all that was made, all the host of them, by the breath of his mouth. And then verse 7 says, verse 7 says, what happened? I don't have them printed up here. But it's good. Praise God. Hate it when this happens. All right. Let's take up an offering for a new computer. They said it was on its last legs. 
If I, if I can get $500 right now, we'll, we'll fix this for next Sunday. All right, you're going to ignore me. All right. Listen, listen. He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap. He layeth up the depth, the depth in store. He gathers water. He pours it out in heaps. Amen. He get. Oh my God. Psalms one hundred four, verse three and verse four. Uh, yeah. Huh. Forget it. Go to the next thing. Listen. We need to start praying. God, rend the heavens. God, tear open the heavens like you never have before. Listen, it's time to tear open some things. Yeah, they're open, but I want to open them more. I I want an open window under this heaven. Isaiah 64 and, 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 and verse 1. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence. Listen, every time you see the word mountain in Scripture, that means a kingdom. Let the kingdoms of this world shake under the mighty power of the kingdom of of His kingdom. Amen. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Let the powers down here shake. Let them be torn. And let let God once again rule in this place. Oh, hallelujah. Micah agrees in chapter 1 and verse 3 and verse 4. Behold, the Lord is coming out of his place. Uh, He will come down and tread on the high places of the earth. Glory to God. Uh, The mountains will melt under him. The valleys will split like wax before the fire. Like waters poured down a steep place. You know, if you're from West Virginia, that's called a gully washer. Come on, praise him, hallelujah, in this place. Listen, while Jesus was here, real quick, he he split four things. Four things he split while he was here. First of all, he split heaven. Mark chapter 1, verse verse 10 and 11, where Jesus went down to the Jordan and immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting above him and the Spirit of the Lord descending upon him like a dove. You have the voice of the Father. You have Jesus in the flesh. You have the Holy Ghost. Verse 11 says this, Then a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. By the way, Jesus hadn't done anything at this point except make bookshelves. What? He was a carpenter's son. He hadn't performed any miracles, but yet the father said, I'm well pleased. Listen, he's not pleased because of what you've done. He's pleased because of who you are. He's pleased because of what you've become. He's pleased. Oh, my God. He was pleased with you before you even got saved. Quit trying to think, if I do this or I do that, I can make God happier. No, that's not the way it works. He loves you as you are. And by the way, that love is going to change you. Somebody help me in the house. My, 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 my. Number two, number two, he he split the veil. He split the veil. I, I don't know if you know what that is, but in the temple, in Solomon's temple now, in the time of Jesus, wow, this veil, watch this, This veil, they don't know exactly, but they think this veil was 60 feet high. You know what the veil is, right? 
That separates the holy place from the holy of holies. It's the place that nobody can go except one man, the high priest, once a year. That's it. That's it. That's it. One man, one hour maybe, a day for that whole year. Talk about a place that's inaccessible. That's not a place anyone else got to. But it was 60 foot high, and they said the curtain was four inches thick, and it was weaving with linen, with blue and scarlet and purple. It was a beautiful veil. But when Jesus died on the cross, oh, let's go to the Scripture, Matthew 27, uh, verse 45, from, now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour when he's hanging on the cross, there was darkness over all the land. Next verse. Keep moving. And and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Yeah, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. And some of those who stood by, when they heard, they said, this man's calling for Elijah, because it sounds the same. That E-L in Elijah means God, and the rest of it means strength. So the word Elijah means the, the strength of God or the God of strength. He is God Almighty. Oh, my, 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 my. And that's what Elijah means. And that's the spirit that's coming on the church. It's a strong spirit. It's an overcoming spirit. It's a breaker anointing that's coming upon the church. So they thought he was calling for Elijah. And boy, I, th- I thought, well, that, that's good. That, I like that. Next, next verse, they said, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. I tell you, that churchy attitude, that churchy attitude says, I don't know what's happening over there at Journey Life Center. I guess I'll keep going. I'm just going to sit back and judge it. I'm just going to sit back and see what the... Oh, we don't need that kind of attitude. Amen. Either... Well, never mind. Let me encourage you. Get on board because this train's about to leave the station. Oh, my God. So he, he cried out again with a loud voice, and he yielded up his spirit. Say amen, amen, and amen, and amen. The, the next verse, then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two. Watch this, from the top to the bottom. Now, you, you got to understand, you're a priest, okay? You're in the holy place doing your religious stuff. Whew. He's over there lighting the candelabra oil on the candelabra. He's over there putting the 12 loaves of bread. Oh, this and this. Oh, God. oh, that bread smells good. And he's over there at the altar of incense, and he lights in the incense. And remember, this is a big room now. This is Solomon's temple. This is a huge place. And all of a sudden, the earth starts shaking, and he looks up. I don't know if he saw. I don't know how. I don't, I don't know what it looked like, Joe, but I, I, wouldn't it be something if the hand, if he saw hands on it? or I don't know. But it didn't start. He didn't rip from the bottom up because that's the way it would have to happen if man did it. If man did it, you're not 60 foot high. They didn't have scissor lifts, you know. 
No, 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 no. If man did it, it'd be from the bottom. But the scripture makes a point that it ripped from the top down. God just reached down and he said, from now on, my people have access to my throne room. From now on, it's not one man once a year. It's every man every day. Oh, that if you can't shout there, you don't know how to shout. Oh, if you can't shout there, oh, my God help you. But he ripped it, a 60-foot curtain. Four, my, those curtains, they're only 25 foot. Can you imagine a 60-foot curtain, four inches thick? Talk about the incredible Hulk. Anybody getting that Holy Ghost picture in your head? My God, the priest looks up, and he quit his priestly duties. He's like, what in the world? This isn't allowed. You can't do that in here. God, I declare prophetically in the name of Jesus, tear down every obstacle. Like Reagan at the wall. Devil, Tear down this wall in the name of Jesus that every one of us would have access. Say, I want access. Second thing, he, second thing he ripped and rended was the rocks. I think there's some more verses there or whatever, but remember he said the rocks broke. You know what? He's going to break the hard places in your life. I declare it in the name of the Lord. Those places that are hard, those places you're giving up on, those places that are just, you get up every morning and you dread even going to work because it's a hard place. You, you, you get in the car and you, you hate going over to so-and-so's house because it's a hard place. And you, you, just, you just hate facing this. And you hate, my God, I don't know how to deal with it. It's just a hard thing. I don't know what to do with it. I declare in the name of the Lord, he's going to smash all the rocks. Anybody getting me? Anybody getting me? Hallelujah. Number three, he, he broke open the graves. Matthew 27, verse uh, 52 and 53 talks about, he said the graves were open, and many of the bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And listen, when, when that kind of power raises the dead. You know what I've got to say to you? You know what I've got to say to you? Those dead places are coming alive again. Preacher, I, I've been so hurt. I'm just cut off from this. I can't deal with this anymore. I, every time I hear it, I, it triggers, and it's just a dead place in me. Emotionally, it's just a dead place. I, I can't deal with it anymore. I can't go there anymore. God is about to raise those things back up in your life and give you new life uh, where it once was dead. Oh, praise Him in the house. Isaiah 44 and verse 2 talks about this. It says, thus says the Lord who made you and formed you from the womb. Listen, you're no accident. I don't care what your mother told you. <laughs> Hello? Don't get all kind of complex. My mother didn't want you. I don't care if she wanted you or not. You're still not an accident. 
Your mother might not have wanted you. Your daddy may have walked out on you, but I have a word for you. He saw you before you were born, while you before you were even formed in the womb, before you were just a glimmer in some guy's eye. He saw you, hallelujah, not just saw you, but knew you, and your birth was on purpose and has a destiny, hallelujah. Preacher, do you have to yell at me? I can't help myself. Someone said teaching is telling and preaching is yelling. That's how you know the difference. Well, I'm yelling, hallelujah. I don't like him yelling. Well, you're going to have to get over it. By the way, there's a lot of noise in heaven. You better catch up. He said, who will help you? Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and you, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. Uh I will pour water on him who is thirsty. Well, you haven't poured anything on me. That's because you're drinking all the world's mess. You can't get thirsty for God when you're belling up to the bar of the earth. You're getting all your pleasures from the world, getting all your needs met from the world. Oh, can I preach holiness a few minutes? Listen, it's time to understand. You can't drink from the world's fountain. You can't, listen, the world's fountain's nothing but a dirty cistern anyway. You need to get to the living waters. Well, that's the problem with preaching the first of five messages. I want to preach all five today. Because I know what's coming. Amen. I know what's coming. I'll pour water on him who is thirsty, and I'm going to pour floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants, your children and grandchildren. Yeah, I want a, I want a move of God. I want a river flowing that won't just bless me. It'll bless my kids and my grandkids, and it'll bless people long after I'm dead and God, I want them to come to the cemetery and look at my tombstone and say, that's where it all began, right there. Somebody broke heaven open, and now the great-grandchildren are walking in the power and prison. They will spring up among the grass like willows by the water courses. Y'all know what that is. You get into a place where there's a lot of water and those... those uh, what, what are those little things with the little heads on them? They... Cattails, really, like cattails. They, they grow four or five feet overnight. You just give them water and boosh. I'm praying for a cattail church. <laughs> See, somebody just woke up and said, huh? Huh? I want a cattail church. I want so much water flowing in here that you grow a foot overnight, that you just just rock it into the presence of God, that the blessings of God don't just trickle in, but they flood in. Anybody with me say amen. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Hallelujah. I feel good. I felt sick before I come up here, but I tell you, I'm alive right now. Isn't God good? Okay, all that was an introduction. When God sends the rain from open heavens, waterways start forming and will shoot up 
shoot up like the willows. But listen, listen, Zechariah, when it starts to rain, ask for rain. How many know, how many can feel it? When we were out here praying, it was pouring down rain. I wouldn't be surprised if it rains every Sunday for the next four Sundays. Because we're preaching on, ugh, preaching on the rain. When it starts raining, don't settle. Don't say, oh, that was a good service. You want to get on my nerves? Come up to me and say, oh, preacher, that was a nice sermon. I'm sick of nice sermons. I'm not trying to be nice. I'm not trying to be cute. I'm not trying to just tickle your fancy uh, or tickle your ears with something you want to hear. I want to hear from heaven and be a trumpet voice. When John turned around, he said, I heard a voice like a trumpet. God help us. You can't be a trumpet voice saying, well, good morning, saints. This morning we're going to talk about that was so hard it almost hurt to try to do that Genesis 2 how many are still here Genesis 2 verse 1 watch this I'm, I'm almost to the almost to the almost done watch this thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished Mm, The days are done. On the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day. By the way, Adam did too. From all his work, Adam rested from not working at all. Adam rested because the next day was going to be a busy day. Sometimes God, God lets you rest for what's coming, not rest from what you've Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created. How many know Sunday is a Sabbath? It is a sabbatical. This day is sacred. You need to start treating it like a sacred day. And if you can't treat today sacred, you really need to pick one day and make it sacred. Wow. Go to iTunes and listen to the message and gather the family around and say, Today's Sunday. And we're going to give this day to the Lord. Then God bless. Okay, this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Two more verses. Before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown. Watch this, watch this. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth. And there was no man. To till the ground. Maybe that's why it didn't rain. More on that later. News at 11. But a mist. It didn't rain. But a mist went up from the earth. And that little mist was enough to keep things alive. Oh, watch me. Watch this. What's the definition of a mist? A mist is a visible, watery vapor suspended in the atmosphere near near the surface of the ground. God sent just enough rain 
to keep things alive. Because if he sent the rain, things would grow out of control. The reason why, did you ever wonder why God blesses like he does on Sunday and it's gone by Monday? Because there's no place for the Spirit to rest. So he comes down and there's no structure. There's no apostolic or prophetic structure in place. So he comes down, blesses everybody, sends a mist to keep us alive, blesses us enough to survive till next Sunday's mist, and a lot of people have been living on that for a long time until people started coming only once a month. I don't know how I don't know how their mist lasts. That mist. But the problem with the mist, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm not against the mist. The mist came from God. The mist is wonderful. The mist is beautiful. I don't know. You know, we spent four years in, in Tennessee, in Cleveland, Tennessee, at the foothills, and you, you see that on the mountains. You see that mist coming out. Not, not a fog, but a mist would just cover it. But the problem with the mist is, although it is refreshing and beautiful, it restricts vision. It restricts vision. You can only see so far, but you're enjoying the mist. I'm just here to be blessed, you know. It would shock some of you if God actually spoke to you. What was that? A mist. problem with a mist is as soon as the heat of the day hits, it burns it up. The trouble with a mist is that as soon as trouble comes, it's gone. As soon as uh, persecution comes, it's gone. As soon as someone challenges what God just did in your life, it's gone. As soon as, are you a Christian? Well, I don't know. Hey, as soon as, as soon as something difficult comes in your life, you're like, oh, I got cold. You know, that, that mist, it's gone when the heat of oppression hits you. Am I helping anybody? It keeps the grass alive, but there's not much growth. It kind of keeps things green, but not out of control. But listen, if God had a man to till the ground, he could send all the rain we could handle. Worship and prayer mm, 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 will till the ground and give the rain a purpose. I'm afraid God's sending blessings that are just washing out. I think they have, I think they have flood warnings out right now, right? And that just means we're going to get more rain than the ground can contain, and it's going to fill up rivers that just run off to the sea somewhere. Oh, my God, help us in this place to start learning how to. Is this too deep, right? Listen, we gotta we got to get to the place, church, where we can start plowing the ground, turning the ground upside down. Amen. You see what that does? It, expo- it, it, it takes the dead soil and turns it over, and, re- and it reveals and uncovers good soil. And that bad soil will sit under there, and the worms will get at it, and it'll become good soil, and next year they'll turn it again. We need to keep turning... Th- 
give God a place for the rain to fall. Amen. That's what we need to do. Preacher, that, that sounds theoretical, but how do you do it? How do you do it? Uh, listen, listen. Hosea chapter 10, verse 11 and 12 uh, gives us this. Are, are, are you still here? Are you still here? Y'all needed to fast anyway. Listen. Ephraim, Ephraim, uh, he's describing church people here. I won't get into it. Ephraim is a trained heifer uh, that, that loves to thresh the grain, but I harnessed her fair neck. Amen. I, I will make Ephraim pull a plow. Listen, Judah shall plow, Jacob shall break his clods. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. You say, well, what is that? What does Judah mean? Judah, the name Judah means praise. Praise is how we break up the ground. Praise is how you do it. Well, when I'll praise you when I feel like it, that's your problem. Praise, listen, nobody enjoys plowing the way they used to do it. Oh, come on. You hook yourself up to the plow, you're actually, and you got a horse out in front of you, or you're out there in the field sweating, and it's hard work. Listen, listen, you got to learn how to praise him when it's work. You got to learn how to praise him when you don't feel a praise. I got a word for some of you. When you come across a hard place in your life, you need to put the plow of praise to it. You need to put the plow in the ground and break up the hard ground in your life. Praise will break things up in your life. If you got a problem, apply a praise to it. Come on, 30-second crazy praise. Come on, let's do it. My, 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 my. Somebody magnify the Lord. We are going from glory to glory. Ask for more rain. We'll preach more on it. Watch this. What? Throw this up. Notice the procedure. The mist keeps things alive. The mist, the next, the next level is a shower, which is times of refreshing. How many love the showers of God? Amen. The next one is a downpour. That's a sudden visitation of God where he just comes out of nowhere and just boom. Yeah, man, you're walking around and, and the heavens just open and everyone gets soaked. Amen. Hey, hallelujah. How many want to get soaked in the presence of God? Some of you don't know how to get soaked, so you just stand by people who do. Downpour. And then there's a steady rain. That, oh, I want a steady rain. You know what a steady rain does? It, you, know, you don't waste anything. It just comes down steady. And the things just grow and get green and begin to bear fruit. Oh, God, give us a steady rain. Let it rain on Monday. Let it rain on Tuesday. Let it rain on Wednesday. Let's give us a steady, steady rain. And then the last one is floodwaters. That's when the ground is saturated. God, give us a saturation of your presence and power. Give him praise.
Prayer team, come up. Father, we ask for an increase of rain. Not a scattered shower. Not an occasional downpour. We want to go beyond the mist. We're tired of living on a mist. Send the rain. Send the rain. Send the rain. Send Otapara. Oh, the Lord's in this house. The Lord's in this house. I'll get to as many of you as I can get to. But you need to start coming up right now in the name of Jesus. If you have, if something's been unavailable to you, if there's a hard place in your life, if there's a dead place in your life, will you begin to move up here in the name of Jesus and they'll begin to pray with you and I'll get to you as soon as I can. Would you begin to come right now in the name of Jesus? Father, we speak against, we speak to hard places dead places, unavailable places, doors that have been closed, places we can't deal with anymore, emotional hardness. Father, we just claim it. Stand on it in the name of Jesus. Open these doors. Break these rocks. Open these graves in the name of Jesus. Let's worship. Let's worship. Let's worship. Let's worship. Come on, move. If you need prayer, get down here quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Woo! Hallelujah! Hurry, 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 hurry. Praise God. Amen. Come on, please don't leave here like you came. If you need a touch from him, get down here. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, you're not if you died right now, if you're not sure you would go to heaven, please come. Please come, give your heart to Jesus.